It's day two of share and it's Founders Day on American Family Radio. We're honoring Brother Don Wildman and his wife, Linda, for their faithful obedience to the Lord and their example to us. God doesn't require us to be successful. God requires us to be faithful. Call now at 877-616-2396 to give or pledge online at AFR.net. It's Founders Day on American Family Radio. with you on this Founders Day. This is the second day of our spring share in 2022, and our theme is Looking to Jesus, and it gives me a chance to read this beautiful scripture again to you. It's uh, We're basing our share this year, just our thoughts focused on Hebrews 12, 2, which says we, that we are looking to Jesus. We are looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, not regarding the shame, don't worry about the shame. He took it on, and now he has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And of course, we can relate to that because, again, Jesus walked on this earth. He saw, you know, remember the time when he said, you know, oh, how much longer do I have to endure you this time? He was looking at the world and he just was fed up in the moment. How much longer was, must I bear with you? He understood humanity. He understood the tediousness. He understood the troubles. Certainly he had, he saw troubles in the world when he was there, took that on when he didn't have to. And so he's, he is our, he is our savior. He is the one to whom we appeal, the one that understands who gave up his rights as God to be a human. And so that's why we have hope. He's the author and finisher of our faith. And for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. And surely we can endure what we are enduring here in this world and continue to, to fight and do our very best to overcome it. This is our share And again, our phone number, if you would like to give today, it's 877-616-2396. That's 877-616-2396. Or you can go to AFR.net. And did I say, this is Sandy Rios. Oh, good morning. This is Sandy Rios. And, and joining me in the studio in Tupelo is our president of the American Family Association, Tim Weilman. Good morning, Tim. I cannot wait to hear what's happening there. Numbers, hey. numbers, numbers. Yes. Good morning, Sandy. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, okay. I'll tell you where we are then. This is a running totals, obviously, because uh, we won't have our final total or grand total till tomorrow evening. <clears throat> but this is day two of three days of share Total pledges uh, so far, and this would uh, primarily represent families. We're at uh, closing in on 7,000. Uh, we're at 6,904. Uh, and then now, let's see, the uh, total, the running total is 1,462,000. Uh, to give you some perspective, we normally go over $3 million at the end of share so we're on track <clears throat> to do that, <clears throat> or maybe even better. We'll have to see. But uh, we're very happy about how things are going so far. Our listeners are responding in a tremendous way, as they always do. <clears throat> and as you know, folks, um, we rely on our listeners for our financial support because uh, uh, that's we don't... You know, unlike our our friends down at National Public Radio down the dial, we don't get tax dollars, uh, so we have to have you know we have to have folks respond who listen they far, and that's that's the way it works, and it's going great here, Sandy. You know, Tim. Um, whenever I talk about politics, I always advise people to look 
who is supporting the candidate, who's not only endorsing them, but who is who is funding them. And that tells you about where they stand. And that the reason that we it's important for you to know, listeners, uh, that we our money doesn't come from George Soros or it doesn't come from the U.S. government. It doesn't come from uh, anybody that has a particular interest. We're not controlled even by a conservative who maybe has a narrow, narrowed interest. Uh, we are we are beholden to you, to the American people, those that uh, write out a check. And for the most part, it's small don- donations, and people are not making demands that we cover what they, you know, their right. pet uh, cause. And that gives us freedom. And, and that's just a very smart, wise, it's hard it's usually a great labor to try to raise money this way, I, I know, because of my own history trying to do this. Uh, but it is the very best model because we really are uh, – we represent you and we, um, we ha- you give us the freedom to cover what we think is true and honest and what, what is really the news without worrying about retribution from a donor or removal of some kind of uh, support. So that's actually a very important point. And again, our phone number is 877-616-2396, or you can go to AFR.net. Tim, let's do this. Let's listen to one of these great listener stories where people call in before share each time and leave a message about what American Family Radio means to them. Let's listen. Then, we come, then when we come back, let's talk about This is Founders Day and, and what that means, okay? Okay. All right, so here Mary it is. Keffer, Seligman, Missouri. I'm a homeschooling mom of four, and all of us listen regularly to American Family because we are an American family. My husband listens to Sandy Rios on his way to work and the Hamilton Corner on his way home, and I drove him nuts asking what they talked about that day. He pointed out that I can download the podcast to listen when it's not so crazy around the house. And now I choose when to get my news fix, and I snack for my soul from Brother Abe, and I never miss a thing that was said. We are regular monthly supporters, but I just wanted to say thanks for all you do every day to keep us informed, entertained, and most of all, on the right track to be God followers who have our priorities in order. You know what, Tim? Homeschooling moms are always so articulate. They're all over it. Uh, and and I'm just honored. I think she said Pam. I was talking over her name. Was that Pam? I think Pam so, from, from Missouri. Yeah, yeah Pam. Mary? So Mary. Mary, okay, Mary sorry, Mary. Yeah. That was amazing, and uh, we are so grateful. This is a Founders Day, and it's important for us to talk about this, Tim, because we have new listeners all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And so, when we're talking about Founders Day, we're talking about your mother and your father, Donna Linda Wildman. Mm-hmm. Can you just give us uh, a, a paragraph <clears throat> about about your yeah. mom and dad and how your dad started American Family Association? I sure will, uh, Sandy. Uh, many people have heard this story, but you're right. We always have new listeners. My uh, dad was a Methodist pastor back in the 70s, and in 76, the evening uh, in December 76, uh, he was watching <clears throat> network television at the time, and he tells the story that there just wasn't anything on for family to watch, and he had seen the uh, sex and violence and profanity rising in the culture in terms of popular entertainment. And so he decided to do something about it and ask his congregation to turn the TV off for a week. And uh, what would the vernacular we would use today uh, would be it went viral. Uh, that <laughs> is, the story went national. Here was this little Mississippi Methodist preacher who uh, thought he was going to accomplish something by 
asking his congregation to turn the TV off for a week. Well, uh, after that, God spoke to my dad and said, you need to leave the pulpit and start an organization that uh, is responsive to give the Christian community leadership in reacting to the you know, the decline of morality in the culture. And uh, and that was about the time that uh, D. James Kennedy and uh, Phyllis Schlafly and James Dobson and uh, there were several others, Marlon Maddox and, and uh, all, all, some of the names, Larry Burkett and some of the names people would recognize. I, I'm forgetting Adrian Rogers. Some people would recognize that uh, God about raised up at the same time to start a movement, and uh, it became a very, very uh, powerful movement. Uh, some people refer to it as the, quote, religious right. I guess that was a pejorative, but uh, it was a movement of, of, of people, millions and millions of people who <clears throat> are what you would call Christian conservatives. And uh, so in 91, so Dad's for, started uh, what was the International Federation for Decency, which in 86 became the American Family Association. And in 91, he started the um, American Family Radio Network. And the reason he did that, I remember he would sit at home at night. Um, uh, I was already married, but uh, go over there sometimes and he would have broadcasting magazine and he'd be reading that at night. And he'd be learning. <laughs> He he was he, he was a uh, studied, and uh, he learned. Uh, listen, how can we take Christian radio all across America for especially for towns and communities that don't have it? And he said well, we can use satellite. So uh, he, I wouldn't have the wherewithal, or the mental faculties to do what he did at the time. But basically, he self-taught. Uh, on how to form a radio station and then a radio network. And one thing led to another. And we became the fastest growing radio network in America there for about 10 years of any secular or religious or otherwise. And went just shot to like 100 stations. And now we have 182 stations, I think we do. But the only reason we had to slow our growth was because of the FCC changed the rules on us. Um, and so, uh, but the app came along, right? And the apps, the AFR apps opened up a whole new world of listeners for us. So that's when it started in 91 and we've been having share twice a year ever since. And, uh, you know, there's a few things more annoying, Sandy, than hear TV and radio preachers always ask for money, um, <laughs> as a Christian, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, and you have to, yeah, every church, every ministry has to pass the offering plate, per, um, as it were. But if you're constantly, 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 and my dad used to say, you know, if you got to always beg for money, then you need to close it down <laughs> because that is not God's way. So um, we, we don't beg for money. My dad used to say we treat people like adults. And uh, we just present the need, um, and people respond. And so that's what we do three days in the spring, three days in the fall. Dad is 84 now, uh, and Mom's, well, I'm not supposed to tell her age, I think. uh, (laughs) But she's right around that, a little under that. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess you can figure that out. So uh, 
he's uh, still with us. Uh, he retired a few years back and uh, suffers from dementia. So a lot of people listening, I have family members that have gone through that. Good days, bad days, right? Uh, yep. But uh, anyway, I'll see him the next day or two. But he, he loves American Family Radio and loves our <laughs> listeners and loves you, Sandy. You know, you guys worked together for all those years. Yep. I, um, yes. Yeah. You want me to jump in and tell? Go, that go ahead. Hey, let me yeah. let me tell folks this, and then you 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 finish your. I mean, right. you uh, you uh, tell your uh, part of your relationship with my right. my dad. But uh, I was told by Jim Stanley, who was on the last hour, that we have a hundred dollar add on. All right. And yeah, till the what? Till the bottom of the how long? Like like twenty more minutes. So uh, I'm not making this up. That's what. But I was told a hundred dollar add on to a donation. So if you want to give, uh huh, for the next twenty minutes, a uh, hundred dollars will be added on to your donation by a generous listener out there across the country. Somebody uh, offered this particular uh, way of giving. Let me give the phone number to call in and make a donation to AFR and get a hundred dollars added on. Here's the phone number eight seven seven. Six one six two three nine six. That I'm not going to say toll free because uh, cell phones now that doesn't even matter anymore. I guess eight seven seven six one six two three nine six, or go to afr.net afr.net. Call right now and a hundred dollars by uh, a, a donor, another donor, another supporter of AFR will be added on to your. To your gift. Go ahead, Sandy. All right, Adam, hold the bumper for about three minutes here. Uh, let me just, t- what I'd like to do is just briefly talk about my admiration for your dad. Then when we come back, we're going to do some news. Okay. So I wanted the listeners to know that. Um, yeah, so my, I grew up, you know, seeing your dad on television. And the way I describe him, you know, he sounded more Southern than you, Tim. Oh, he <laughs> yeah, definitely, that, that was, that, 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 the Southern, <laughs> And then there's country southern. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was country but, southern. But here's the thing that struck me as someone who had no idea who he was, no no connection whatsoever, was how how smart he was. And also how filled with the spirit. He had such a passion. He was so on fire about the unrighteousness that we were seeing on television even then. And he was he was somebody to to reckon with. Uh he was, you know, he could have been <laughs> because of his is because of the way the culture feels about the southern accent and southerners and i you know and all the media outlets come from the northeast you know he could have been disregarded but he wasn't you could not disregard don wildman because of his his brilliance and also his passion for what he was doing and then later um you know i grew up and became the president of concerned women for america in washington dc and uh the person uh that i met face-to-face with Dr. Dobson and I. We were the heads of these uh, organizations that were Christians involved in uh, social, you know, the uh, politics, I guess you could say. And so we got to know each other quite well. But I can tell you that Don Wildman was the guy who would not bend on principle. And so he and I were just uh, kindred spirits. And we did a lot of things together. And I just came out of that admiring him even more. He was better sometimes, not sometimes, he was better at negotiating, not not wavering and in principle, but he was very gracious. I saw him, um, he was very humble. That was another thing, Tim. 
Your dad was very humble. He could have been proudful, prideful, but he was not. He never forgot who he was in in Jesus, in Christ, you know? And so uh, he got his way a lot of times, but it wasn't because he powered up. He never did that. He was really a man of character and is a man of character. Mm -hmm. And so it was my privilege uh, to work with him. And so so ironically, for me to come back to American Family Radio, uh, we should say quickly that that was a miracle in itself. I was um, working for Fox and uh, living in Chicago, I just got married, Bruce and I, and um, I did a hit for, for with Bill O'Reilly. That's what we call it when we do these television spots. Uh, and I was very frustrated. It was uh, on Ellen DeGeneres becoming the spokesperson for J.C. Penney, uh, and uh, Bill would not really let me speak. Does anybody remember how Bill used to conduct interviews mm-hmm. <laughs> where he would sort of bully his— uh, and I'd been on with him many times, but he was so afraid I was going to say something— uh, that would hurt or, or be offensive to Ellen DeGeneres, not knowing that I had, um, you know, I had uh, not understanding that you can actually object to what's happening without being insulting to a person. And so I got off the air and was very upset, got in the car with Bruce and actually started crying. I said, why, why am I doing this? I have spent years on television. I, I'm not looking to be on television. Who cares? But if I cannot make my point, and if I can't really say what I feel needs to be said that's true, then why am I doing this? What am I doing? Lord, what am I doing? I think I should just quit. The very next morning, Tim Wildman calls me. He watched the he watched the hit with Bill O'Reilly and asked me if I would do the morning show for mm-hmm. American Family Radio. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's how I started on American Family Radio. And yeah, I, I remember watching t- you. And, and, you, <laughs> and you and I, uh, I, I mean, I knew who you were and you knew who I was, but we really didn't have any relationship at all but i just saw your it was a god thing right (laughs) yes it was a god thing there's no question about it and that's just the way god works tim as you know when we we're committed to him he hears our prayers and so uh you know that's that was that's why we're here today do you know know that's 10 years ago is that started with you guys uh, okay i i I thought maybe it was longer than 10 years ago wow 10 years ago yeah well we needed somebody to do a morning show and i knew you had experience in radio and yeah, uh, saw you yes, on, I and I did. said, hey, right there, I'll call Sandy Rios to see if she'll do it for us. And yeah. here we are. Yes, they, and I, said, I thought, oh, my goodness, I don't want to do a morning show. My husband said, no, you have to. You have I, remember, to. I, miss yeah, I remember you saying, no video cameras in the morning. Yeah, no video cameras. There's no way I'll do that. All right. Well, anyway, that's how it started. All right. Well, this is our spring share And uh, if you haven't called yet, please do. It's 877-616-2396, 877 616 2396 or you can go to afr.net afr.net and make your best donation and i think there's still a hundred dollars add-on right now and when we come back tim let's talk about some news okay okay sounds good okie dokie be back after this sandy rios in the morning on afr talk in honor of brother don and linda wildman it's founders day on afr i guess my earliest uh memory of brother don was I guess my first day here, back in, uh, I think it was like uh, 92, February. And uh, I had just started doing some work, and uh, he come through there and asked me what I was doing and what was going on, and I told him, okay, I'm doing, almost done with it, but I like it a little bit. He just said, well, you're fired. Turned around and walked off, didn't say another word. And I thought, oh, man, I really messed up somewhere. So I went to HR and told them what was going on, and they just died laughing and said, don't worry, Brother Don fires everybody. So I thought, okay. So I went back to work, and uh, it's just, uh, Brother Don is just, uh, if, if he likes you, he likes you. And uh, he's always 
seemed to care about his employees. He's always trying to uh, talk to us. It's kind of hard to figure him out sometimes because his grin doesn't go very far. You just you have to. His, he grins more with his eyes, so you have to kind of watch his eyes when you're talking to him. But he's a good man. He's always always trying to help people. He just uh, he just loves people all together. Brother Don has been standing in the gap for families, and Linda has been standing behind him since the inception of this ministry more than 40 years ago. We praise the Lord for our founders' obedient service, and we invite you to make a gift in their honor during share on AFR. I just wanted to let you know that American Family Radio is not only reaching the Caucasian, but it's a Latino. I get information from your radio and share it with the Hispanic community. A lot of these people have learned to rely on American Family Radio for the truth. Muchas gracias por hacer el radio que tiene Cristo en la mente. Thank you so much. God continues to provide for this ministry and the faithfulness of His saints during share Call now at 877-616-2396 to give or pledge online at AFR.net. It's Founders Day on American Family Radio. We are looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And that's where he is. And someday, probably pretty soon, we'll all see him, those of us that are followers of Jesus. Can't wait, myself, can't wait. All right, so uh, that was beautiful from our Latino listener. Uh, she probably thinks that Sandy Rios is Latino, and it is very confusing. It sh- you know, I should be, but when my my uh, my uh, Spanish-speaking listeners talk to me, they realize I can only say like three words, and they're not very, you know, they're kind of funny, and I'm not going to go into that, but... Uh, no, my my uh, first husband was Latino. My children are half Puerto Rican. Uh, my my two children were we always called them half Puerto uh, Rican. My grandchildren are Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. So think about that. Anyway, <laughs> wow. but no, no, I'm very Anglo. Uh, but that is that was my name for such a very long time that um, that's the name people know me by. My married name is different now, and in my private life, I have that name. But uh, on the air, I'm Sandy Rios. I don't know why I went into that, but... That's okay. (laughs) Anyway, so Tim, what's going on there? Anybody calling us? Uh, Let's see here. Let me turn around and look out. Yes, there are a lot of our phone uh, folks. Uh, Many of them are staff. Some are volunteers. I'm looking through the glass. That's kind of biblical too, isn't it? (laughs) Darkly? Yeah, it's not dimly though. It's lit up. The light's lit up and I'm looking through the glass. (laughs) <laughs> and they are on the phone, many of them. But if you want to call in and make your gift to American Family Radio and help us out here during our share don't wait till tomorrow is over and then say, I wish I would have called because we want to uh, count your gift to AFR in the, uh, in the final total tomorrow evening. So if you want to make a gift, by the way, we have a $100 add-on. So you give $100, it becomes $200. You give $200, it becomes $300. You give even $50, it becomes $150 right now. I don't have time to explain that except a generous donor uh, to AFR, somebody with more money than I have, made it possible for this to happen. So we we do have some very, very generous folks out there who are willing to help us out. Let me give you the number 
If you haven't memorized it already, here's the telephone number to call AFR right now. And listen, if you can somehow make it a monthly gift, um, that's very helpful for our budgeting purposes. If you could do like a bank draft or a credit card or uh, something like that, that's, uh, that's very helpful uh, if you can do that. 877-616-2396. That's the phone number to call us. And that calls our studios here in Tupelo, Mississippi. And uh, the phone number is 877-616-2396. Sandy, what's in the news? Well, as you know, on Monday, U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mazel uh, overturned the mask mandate extension of the Biden administration. She's getting a Christmas card from me. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> saying that the CDC did not have that authority, that they don't have that authority. And so uh, I just want to give you a little smattering, a taste of what happened in airports and airplanes uh, the day, that day, and maybe even Wednesday. This is clip five. Let's listen. And I just checked with the company, and the uh, company position is, Delta position is, masks will be optional this evening for all crew and passengers as well. So it is cause to celebrate, but for those who want to wear masks, please feel free to, but it is optional, and that way we can alleviate any stress and uh, discomfort. Thank you very much. April 18th, the Biden administration announced that the Transportation Security Administration will no longer enforce the federal mandate requiring masks in all U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. On our Delta Hub, it says masks now optional for employees, customers, following the White House. Yeah, so there was a lot to that. That was the flight attendant singing uh, as he was walking down the aisle about face backs, ma- uh, masks being lifted. Okay, so that's the reaction of uh, t- people all over. There's just a tiny portion. I uh, have lots of tweets and examples of other airlines. But uh, on the opposite spectrum, you had people who were quite angry. Uh, here's uh, here's a tweet, a tweet, a tweet, a tweet from someone. This is Maggie. She says, "I can't stop thinking about people who may have chosen to book and board this flight based on a personal risk assessment that involved everyone being masked, and then mid-flight, when it was physically impossible to leave, the element their 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 risk assessment was upended." And this um, mm. this is uh, this is from Bess. Uh, no, the, I don't want to read that. 
She, oh, so she says this here. I am personally very tired of screaming inside my heart for two straight years only to watch airlines lift mask mandates while the equivalent of a plane's worth of people still die every day of COVID-19 in the U.S., Karen said. If so, uh, Karen, if someone asks you you're wearing a mask on a plane, just say, oh, I have COVID and watch their face. All right, so people are upset about it. People are happy about it. But, uh, Tim, I'm not finished. Let me take a couple more things. Uh, you and I spoke briefly about this yesterday during your show, but now the Justice Department is signaling it's going to appeal to restore the transportation mask mandate. It says it's waiting to see uh, what the Centers for Disease Control is going to say because they're taking a second look, but they're all prepared uh, to uh, to file that appeal. So um, don't get too comfortable because we have a dictatorship yeah. in Washington. <clears throat> if I could speak to President Biden right now, if he would listen to me, look, look over here. If he would look at me, I would tell him, a federal judge has given you a big victory. Do, do not fight this. It's a losing proposition. Okay? Uh, by fighting, I'm meaning the Justice Department. Uh, and Biden telling the Justice Department, fight the mask, man, the lifting of the mask mandate, because this is very popular with the American flying public. I, don't, I haven't done a survey. I'm going to guess 80, 90% of the people are tired of it, sick of it. Listen, uh, if you want to wear a face mask on an airplane, I just say you go ahead. And you, you're, nobody's stopping you from wearing a face mask on an airplane. Put two on. Put some goggles on. Nobody cares. However, if, you're face ma- if, you, if, if you're so worried about getting COVID on an airplane that you're depending on a piece of cloth between life and death, if that's your viewpoint, you don't need to get on the airplane in the first place, okay? Very good point. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> Secondly, and I got a lot of points here. You just tell me when to <laughs> stop, Sandy. Secondly, uh, if you're vaxxed and you and you got double mask on, why do you care whether anybody else does? They're putting their own life at risk, right, according to you, uh, and you're not. So, and thirdly, uh, did I finish my second point? And thirdly. I'm feeling like Adrian Rogers. My third point <laughs> is this, that uh, why don't you drive? If you don't like it, why don't you drive? Because I've been driving for two years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Huh? exactly. Uh, now, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little smarty right there, but I'm just saying a lot of people who got tired of being harangued and harassed about uh, the mask uh, have been driving instead, and uh, – the ventilation systems on airplanes are like being outdoors. I mean, I've heard, yeah. I've read about them. I heard them described. So they are they're, they're It's not like you're just sitting in a stale environment. So right. I just think it's a winner for the country. And uh, what are we gonna are we gonna outlaw people driving uh, <clears throat> driving to the airport because you might die in a car wreck? Uh, you know what I'm saying? If, if that's yes. the, if that's the approach you're gonna take. Somebody might get sick because somebody's not masked up on an airplane after two years, which, by the way, the uh, COVID now is basically uh, uh, become just a head cold for a lot of people. I mean, what I'm saying is it's not as near, near, nearly as dangerous as it used to be uh, because it's uh, the potency is uh, uh, going down. Anyway, I'm happy. I think Biden should take the win and move on. Don't fight this, for goodness sakes.
Yes. Well, of course, that would be common sense, wouldn't it, Tim? But um, I guess when you think of it in the light of they don't care what the people think or want, they are in a rush. They are in a rush to uh, control everything. They are ignoring all norms. They, you know, gasoline is still going up. They're still not producing, and they could. There was no reason for you to have to pay what you're paying at the pump. No reason, other than the fact that the Biden administration will not allow the development of oil and shale. They've shut everything. <laughs> down. And so they don't care that you're worried about that and that the, your, every, all your goods and services are going up and inflation is skyrocketing because the idea is destruction. If you understand that the idea is destruction and chaos so that they can control, uh, that's why I think as we march toward the 2022 election, regular Democrats are worried sick about what's going to happen. But I think the, the left, they're, they're, throwing, they're going all in. They're going all in to do a big takeover so we'll see. I don't know, Tim. I was I'm less optimistic this morning than I was yesterday about whether this thing is going to stand. But um, you talking about the uh, lifting of the mask? Yeah, mandate? the lifting of the ban. Yep. Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, also another element to this, Sandy, is these federal agencies that uh, these three letter federal agencies that have mandates and dictates and uh, all and there and uh, it's all and then and they've not gone through Congress. You know. Yes, right, right. That's right. Yeah, because well, Congress has been happy to do that. They've been doing that for a long time. They're happy to let the courts and administrative state do well, this stuff so that they that. can get reelected at home. Yeah. But anyway, that's boy, that's a long discussion, and we've got to sort of land the plane for this segment. Uh, that's a good well, pun right there. <laughs> uh, did you? Did you? When did you think of that one? You I did, don't know. It quickly. It just okay. came right to well, you me. You landed no. plane. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So we are doing our spring shareathon, but this is what we do every day. We do talk about the issues and that's why uh, many of you listen to us some of your new listeners and but we do talk about the news every single day and if you enjoy that and if you find what we say valuable encouraging informative we need your help financially the phone number is 877-616-2396 that's 877-616-2396 we'll take a break and uh, be right back after this sandy rios in the morning on afr talk In honor of Brother Don and Linda Wildman, it's Founders Day on AFR. One time in the past when I uh, used to kind of spearhead what we do with our semi-annual share we used to have it in a very tight kind of environment room. It was very small compared to what we have today. And there was generally, by the time we got going, uh, you might say it was organized chaos <laughs> because you had phones ringing and you had people all around. And, of course, we didn't do anything on uh, computer monitors. Everything was done with a pen and paper and so forth. So, it, you know, it, there was a lot of camaraderie, but, you know, there was just a lot of uh, confusion, if you will, going on at the same time. It was glorious confusion, but it was confusing. And I never will forget that in the midst of all of the hubbub, the uh, sounds that were going on all around us, I happened to notice out of the corner of my eye that off in one corner of the room, there was Don. And I knew that he had had one of his grandsons 
and that he had brought him in with him. And he just kind of, you know, was sitting there in his own world with this grandchild, with all of this going on around us. And he was just sitting there changing his diaper and totally oblivious to everything else. And I've always thought that that was such a, you know, just a important moment. And it, and it captured what he really was about as a leader of a ministry like the American Family Association. That, you know, hey, this was an important part time for us. This is how we raised a lot of the monies that allowed us to do the job that we that we were called to do at this ministry and what the what the Lord's purpose behind this mission was. But all of that was secondary to that child right then and right there. Because to him that was the most important person in his life. And to me, that epitomizes what a Don Wildman is all about. Brother Don has been standing in the gap for families, and Linda has been standing behind him since the inception of this ministry more than 40 years ago. We praise the Lord for our founders' obedient service, and we invite you to make a gift in their honor during share on AFR. Hi, this is Judy, and I'm from Indiana, and I want to thank you for being a Christian radio station that I can listen to without worry of what I'm hearing, but I also want to thank you because you have empowered me with an education about the Bible and things happening in the world that affect my life, and I've now got both my daughters listening to your radio station so they can hear the Word of the Lord, and they can also hear real views going on in the world that affect our lives that are not biased in any way. You guys are wonderful. Thank you so much for being here for us. God continues to provide for this ministry and the faithfulness of His saints during share Call now at 877-616-2396 to give or pledge online at AFR.net. It's Founders Day on American Family Radio. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to share on American Family Radio. This is Sandy Rios in the morning. I'm Tim Wildman, so Sandy and I are sharing the microphone. This hour, uh, I'm in our studios here in Tupelo. Sandy is not, and so we're, uh, but, so she, she wants me to come in and tell you what's going on here, and I'll just tell you the phones are buzzing. The phones can buzz. They're ringing, and people are calling in, making gifts to American Family Radio. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to do that to help us out during our share because you believe in our mission, as our friend there from Indiana, uh, a sweet lady there from Indiana, said she has become a faithful listener, and she's even turned her daughters on to American Family Radio. Here's a number to call and make your gift and be as generous as you possibly can, 877 877- Six one six two three nine six. Here's the phone number again to call and make a gift to American Family Radio and help us stay on the air and help us grow. 
we want to grow. We want to add more radio stations and uh, introduce more listeners to our message here that we uh, proclaim every day. 877-616-2396. If you want to follow us online, go to AFR.net, AFR.net. Sandy? Yeah, so, uh, Tim, b- before we get into I got another story to share with you. <laughs> this is pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. And uh, before we do that, we have another listener story that I'd like to listen to. I just love these. I know that you do, too. Let's listen to this one. We have no idea who this is or where they're from, but we're going to listen. So here goes. I have been so blessed by American Family Radio. I enjoy listening to Sandy Rios in the morning and airing the Addison. It's truly an amazing thing to be able to listen to the news with an understanding that the people presenting it are seeking God and His glory. I'm fairly certain that AFR is the only station presenting the news and praying for and with its listeners. You are a light and an encouragement to so many. Wow, beautiful. Beautifully stated. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. Whoever you are, thank you. (laughs) Hey, Sandy. Um, Yes, sir. Uh, Just a random question here. I'm looking at where our calls are coming from the last few minutes. We got a call from Monica in... Illinois and the town is C O L O N A. Do you know where that is? Kelowna. Kelowna, right? Yeah, I just, no, I don't actually. Don't. Do you know that Illinois has more small towns per square foot than any state in the union? <laughs> it does. Per square foot. I meant for square really? mile. <laughs> wow. <For> square mile. <laughs> yeah. So, so Kelowna, I'm not sure uh, where the, we have several radio stations. I don't know. We, well, we have like, I don't know, six or eight radio stations in Illinois. So I'll have to look that one up. I thought maybe you knew, being from uh, <laughs> from Illinois, but as you say, so many small towns in Illinois, it's hard to keep track of them. Yeah, so I'm stumped. You stumped me? I okay. don't know. Well, all right, so uh, thank you all for your generosity. As always, you, we are family. It reminds me, this is kind of like a barn raising. If you know anything about American history, a neighbor's barn gets blown down the storm, and all the neighbors show up with equipment, and they build the barn like in a day, and they, the women bring the food, and the men, you know, it's just right. a community. And this is kind of what we're doing. We are building uh, something that is beneficial, hopefully, God willing, according to your listeners' stories, it is beneficial to you, and it's beneficial to us, too. It's what God's called us to do, is be the watchman on the wall, and you are providing the resources for that. So we're building the barn, and if you haven't called, uh, you're going to be you know, proud of yourself when you hear that total, because you're going to know that you had a part in it. Uh, you had a part in building that barn, and our phone number is 877-616-2396. 877-616-2396, or you can go to AFR.net. And let me just say also, uh, we mentioned this in passing, but the AFR Talk app is invaluable. You can download that on your phone and listen anywhere in the world. You can listen to it live, or you can listen to it uh, through the podcast area of it. You can any show that's on the airways, you can listen back to back. You can do a, you can per, you can you know binge on AFR talk shows. Or you can, you know, whatever you want to do, but that's just an incredible tool, more pliable, more malleable than uh, than the, the radio dial. So AFR Talk is the app. Um, all right. So it's Tim, near this- Moline. Just to answer my own question. Excuse me for interrupting you, but I thought there, there are probably listeners who live in Illinois going, it's near Moline. Yeah. Right. The, I'm talking about Kelowna. All right. Well, C-O-L-O-N-A. a shout out then. Yeah. A shout yeah. out to Kelowna, everyone yeah. in Kelowna and Moline. Yes. All right. All right. So listen to this story, Tom. You're, you just uh, sit back and take this in. Let's listen. Okay. I am absolutely, positively so grateful that Don Wildman made a 
satellite type of broadcast available to so many in America. And we are so blessed in Culpeper, Virginia, to share two radio stations. The 91.3 is sending great broadcast to all of our congressmen and fellow politicians. And Lord, just thank you for allowing me and my family of eight, uh, eight wonderful children and wonderful wife, to be a part of AFR. We are so blessed in this town to have Christian radio that speaks not only truth, but gives us hope through the Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow. That's great. I bet I actually meant a news clip, but that was even better than the news clip. But, the, <laughs> you know, Culpepper, Tim, has a very central role in the American Revolution. Uh, there were a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, Washington spies uh, came out of Culpeper, Virginia. A lot of incredible things happened. It's just got a great history. That's one thing about living in Virginia uh, that I love is there's just uh, history everywhere, whether it's Civil War or Revolutionary. And I think people in the Northeast actually, at least around uh, Virginia, for better or for worse, are more in tune with America's history. They take it seriously. They're very concerned about it. And it gives them a passion for what's happening in government uh, that I respect and admire. So anyway, a shout out to all of my Mm -hmm. friends in Culpeper and and Richmond and all that area. Uh, And our our friends, I should say, for American Family Radio. All right, so this is the news clip (laughs) that I wanted you to listen to. This is clip two. U.S. military deploys high-tech surveillance balloons. The Pentagon is using high-altitude balloons to conduct surveillance tests in the Midwestern states of South Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Missouri, and Illinois, according to documents from the Federal Communication Commission. The Guardian reports the surveillance balloons are carrying small satellite-like vehicles with synthetic aperture radars, sensors, and communications equipment. The surveillance balloons travel at altitudes of up to 65,000 feet and are used to track vehicles via the synthetic radars in all kinds of weather. The documents reveal that the tests are being conducted to, quote, provide a persistent surveillance system to locate and deter narcotic trafficking and homeland security threats. The Guardian reports that the balloons use an advanced mesh networking technologies, which allows them to share data and communicate with one another. They are also able to relay the data to receivers on the ground. According to the documents, the U.S. military has acquired a license to operate the surveillance balloons from mid-July until September. The tests are being commissioned by the U.S. Southern Command, or SOUTHCOM, which is responsible for disaster response, intelligence, and security operations in the Caribbean and Latin America. All right, so that little uh, piece was from some news outlet, I don't remember, and it sounds like it's kind of a joke or fantasy, but it isn't. And Tim, what they've done, they are launching these solar-powered balloons, and she mentions the six states, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Missouri. They are in the air up to 65,000 feet above. Uh, We're not exactly sure what they can uh, take in, but we know that they can check, they can take, they take data on public movements across entire cities. It's surveillance. It's surveillance. And so there's some pushback on this. Uh, like, what, what are they doing? And you just heard them uh, refer this, to this as some way to, to kind of monitor homeland security threats. I mean, are we talking domestic terrorism, people that went to the Capitol on January the 6th? Perhaps, uh, what are they surveilling? And who's going to get that data? And what's this all about? Uh, so your thoughts about that, sir? Well, first of all, 65,000 feet, when do you leave the atmosphere? I mean, uh, 
<laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm not a scientist, sure. but I mean, that's that's probably getting close. Uh, you know what? Well, nobody's in them. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I know. But uh, the balloons—that's uh, almost outer space. Seems like to me, but maybe not. That—that that, uh, you know, Big Brother's watching you type uh, uh, stuff. That's Orwellian almost. And you know, we need accountability for this kind of. Uh, we need congressional hearings. We need people to. You know what I'm saying? When you get in, yes, that's a, that's what separates the United States from almost every country in the world. Maybe every country in the world is our constitutional individual rights and our right to privacy and freedom. And you don't have that hardly. You know, even in Western European countries, they'll violate that. You know, those kinds of uh, rights. So uh, this is very concerning. I'd like to know more. Uh, like, Absolutely. You know, more about what's going on there. Well, we know what they've done with their surveillance. We know what the FBI's done against regular American citizens, well, raiding the, their homes, uh, people that went to, had every right, every right to go to their capital. How many people go to Washington, D.C. Uh, to just be there or to protest or to declare, to wave a flag, to do whatever. This is what America does. We have a free speech, and certainly political speech is number one on the and maybe fighting only with religious freedom, religious speech. We have the right. And so people went by the droves. You know, they showed up, and then now afterwards they're surveilled, even if they didn't go into the Capitol and participate in what the left is mischaracterizing, lying to call an insurrection. It was no such thing. It wasn't coordinated enough to be an insurrection. There weren't any weapons except by the guards there. And so I want to read something to you um, Tim, if I could, this is a letter from a January 6th prisoner, a different guy that I've not mentioned because I didn't know about him. This is what he says. My name is Jeremy Brown. I'm a 20-year retired U.S. Army Special Forces combat veteran. On January 5th and 6th of 2021, I was in our nation's capital as part of an all-volunteer protective detail tasked with providing security for organizers and speakers at a legally permitted political rally. On September the 30th of 2021, I was arrested at home in Tampa, Florida, by approximately 30 to 40 heavily armed federal agents and local law enforcement. They came in full force to serve a misdemeanor arrest misdemeanor, can I underline that, arrest warrant for being in a, quote, unauthorized area. These were no ordinary agents. They were agents working as part of the FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force. Oddly, in the nine months prior to that day, I had never been contacted or questioned by investigators about this case. Stranger still, the arrest warrant and search warrant had only been granted one day prior. This despite numerous members of my protective detail having been arrested many months earlier. While this may sound unusual to me, to you, I know exactly what happened. Then he goes on to describe, uh, Tim, how they tried to recruit him to spy on other people that were going to be there that day. He refused to do that. Uh, and uh, he tells a lot of interesting things. This is an Epoch Times article, letter from January 6th, prisoner to Americans, don't do nothing. He ends up by saying, you know, um, he has no hearing date. He's being held in the jail. He doesn't even know when he's going to uh, be able to get out. He didn't do anything except uh, the FBI knew exactly what he was doing. He has their, he has copies of their interactions, Tim, uh, as he's there that day. They know exactly what he was doing. And now he said this is an act of retribution because he refused uh, to, to, uh, to be their spy uh, to do what they wanted to do on that day. He says, I, as I sit here in my jail cell, being denied justice and my constitutionally protected God-given rights, I wonder, is anyone irate or tireless enough to save our republic? 
Will our children and our children's children wonder what it was like to be free? If you're reading this, are you irate, tireless? Are you willing to risk it to set to risk it all to set brush fires of liberty in the souls of men? Are you willing to risk everything, or will we just wait for some other good men to come along and do that something? The time to look in the mirror and answer that question is now. Trust me, the time to fight is not after the tyrant locks you in a jail cell. And um, he basically says, um, he said, I spent my entire life, adult life defending at the highest level I could achieve. As a Green Beret, I am trained and prepared for this. And as an American, I was born for this. I will fight until my dying breath before I surrender one letter of my liberty. I'm only one man, but if I'm the only man, so be it. I know there are millions like me, and so I ask you, are you ready to light brush fires of liberty in the souls of men? Then don't do nothing. So there he is incarcerated now. And that's what, that uh, to think about them having those balloons, uh, covering those states and surveilling just plain people, gathering how, who knows what information that will be used probably in some, how could we not believe, Tim, that it won't be used in a bad way? How could we possibly think the best of an operation like this? I find I find it defies logic to think the best about it. So um, that, well, that's, that's why just, that's why it's important that we, it's very important that we elect the right kind of people. You know that uh, believe in freedom and liberty and a constitution. I mean, uh, otherwise, you're right. There's nobody to check. It's hard enough as it is with the deep state, but there's, yep. there's nobody to check these folks if we don't elect the right congressmen and senators and. Certainly, we need a new president as soon as possible. Um, Let me just uh, remind people that the first primaries start next week. Next Tuesday is the first one in several states. So be diligent. Well, you if you take this Jeremy Jeremy Brown, take his um, take his challenge, and at least be diligent about picking your candidate. You know what to do. We've talked about it a number of times. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is in trouble because they want her off the ballot because she was. They accuse her of being there on January 6th like that's some sort of crime. And so is Pennsylvania Senator Doug Mastriano. He's in trouble, too, because they want him off the ballot, and there are others. Uh, So be diligent. Find out who's supporting these people and support the good people and get involved in this primary. This is our Spring share 2022. If you have not given, please do. It's 877-616-2396, or you can go to AFR.net, 877-616-2396. Tim Wildman, president of AFA, thanks for joining me this morning. Thank you, Sandy. Thanks to all of you in advance.